Welcome to the Hill Church Podcast. It is September 23rd, and we're going to be talking about Luke chapter 18, starting verse 31. We had the privilege of having Pastor John from Bunker Hill with us this last Sunday, and yeah, he covered this passage, I'd say, really well, brought out some really keen observations. So let's go ahead and get into the scripture. It says in verse 31 of Luke chapter 18, And taking the twelve, he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that's written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will, listen to what Jesus says here, For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked, and shamefully treated, and spit upon. Imagine you're one of the disciples listening to this. And after flogging him, Jesus says, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise. But they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. So here's some things Pastor John pointed out. First of all, the disciples were listening. They were listening to Jesus. I mean, this is Jesus. He was talking. They were listening. However, they were not understanding. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're listening, but you're really not understanding what God is saying. Maybe they may have not wanted to believe that he would suffer or that he would leave. I mean, that's very possible. It seems to me if I was listening to Jesus at this time and trying to understand, I might be asking him some questions like, can you elaborate on that? What do you mean you're going to be mocked and and spit upon? Uh, They were actually blinded, not physically, like physically they could see. But as far as their understanding goes, they were blinded. And we could be like that as well. Sometimes we think we see Jesus correctly. We think we understand what he is saying. But really, we are not. Really, we're blinded usually by something else that we want more or we don't want to believe something that he's saying is true. So this is contrasted with the second part of this passage, which starts in verse 35. It says, And as he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want for me to do for you? And he said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave him praise. A couple things here. This man, although physically blind, physically he could not see, he could with the eyes of faith, so to speak. So let's talk about what faith is. Pastor John mentioned Hebrews chapter 11. Where faith is defined for us, it says, Faith is the assurance of the things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So he described Abraham as a good example of faith. Abraham was told to leave his home and start traveling, although he had no idea where he was going. That is faith. Can you imagine that? You're packing up, you're headed out, and your wife's saying to you or your family, Where are we going? And you say, we're just going. We don't know, God said, to start traveling. He uh, referred to his sons 
who are church planting in various places, and there's been times where they have moved across the country without a house or a job even because they felt the Lord was leading them to start a new work in that particular city. They did this in in uh, Seattle and in, in Texas, and that really is a good example of faith. You don't see what the outcome is. You don't see how it's going to work out, and yet you trust the Lord Anyway, and yet there's these people that were trying to keep the blind man from coming to Jesus. And you know, there's going to be people in your life that will keep you from following Jesus. And we need to pray for those people and pray that they would actually come to Jesus. Uh, If Jesus is in our life, then Jesus is near those in our lives that are lost. You know, those that are. Um, really not living for Jesus or even prevent others from coming to Jesus. If you have Christ in you and you're near them, then Jesus has come near to them. What a powerful thought that is. But if we don't share what we know about Jesus, share the gospel, then we're actually preventing people from coming to Jesus. Isn't that a sobering thought? I thought that was very convicting, just personally. So it's interesting that this man, he used to have sight. He used to, because he says, Lord, that I recover my sight. So here's a question. Why would God allow him to lose his sight? Have you ever prayed for healing for yourself or somebody you know, and you pray and you pray and you pray and they're not healed? Why would God allow that person to be sick? Why would God say no to your prayers? So Pastor John told a story about his father, who had a brain tumor, and he and his family and his friends prayed and prayed and prayed. And there were missionaries praying all over the world that they knew. There were people, you know, his his uh, family and uh, believers in other churches that were in different towns and cities and states that were praying. So many people were praying, and his dad was a faithful believer. And you know what? His dad had faith even though he actually, through this tumor, went blind. Physically, he was blind, but he had faith, and so spiritually he could see, and he trusted in the Lord. And you know what happened? Well, his dad died. But as soon as his dad died, he opened his eyes, and he saw that his sight was restored, and he saw... Jesus. You see, with God and trusting in Christ, God, he allows hard things. I mean, he allowed this blind man to be blind, to go blind, have sight and then go blind, so that on this day he would heal him and many people would come to believe in Christ through it and bring praise to God. And so this is how God deals with us as believers is we trust in him and he takes our faith and then he takes our hard time and he makes it into something beautiful, wonderful, amazing, and worthy in this life, maybe, but definitely in the next. We must always remember what says in Isaiah that God's ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts higher than our thoughts. Do you think the blind man would have had the same encounter with Jesus had he not been blind? We don't really know. 
But we know that his blindness did leap, bring him to a place where he cried out for mercy to Jesus, and then Jesus healed him. And that's a lot of times what God does with us, is he allows us to come to a place to where we cry out to the Lord as our hope, and we trust in him, and then he brings healing and glory. So I hope that encourages you in whatever you might be going through. Keep trusting in Jesus, and watch him heal in this life or in the next, but he will, and it will be glorious. God bless you guys. Have a great week. (laughs) 